Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 156. That's one way to use an axe. I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have Joseph again on my podcast. Sorry you had to hear that intro multiple times. That last time was the best one. Hey, <laughs> it's okay. You know, perfection. We're all about perfection. <laughs> yes, 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 we are. That's why this is our 17th take doing this episode. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <You'd>, <laughs> or is he? Yeah, You'll never know. <laughs> you would get so annoyed. Like, yes, okay. I throw axe. Great. What's next? <laughs> axe go boom. Eat it over there. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> so Joseph was actually on my previous episode about, well, previous, a couple episodes ago about rock climbing. So now I have him back here for axe throwing and he does them both at the same time. Right? Oh yeah, it's a new extreme sport. <laughs> it's called a rock axe climb throw. Yes. <laughs> rock axe climb throw, patented. Yes. So for people who haven't listened to that episode yet, you should go listen to it. If not, uh, listen to this one and then go listen to that one. But for the people who are listening listening to this one first, who is Joseph? Well, hi everyone. You know, my name is Joseph. I'm 27. I'm married. And I have a seven-year-old son here at home, and I live around in the greater Houston, Texas area. And my personal hobby that we're talking about today is axe throwing. And we also had him on for rock climbing, so he's a man of many skills. What can I say? Everyone needs a hobby or two. At the same time. <laughs> at the same time. You're right. At the same time. See, uh, my hobby, breakdancing and podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. Good combination. At the same time. <laughs> yeah, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, just throwing flares in there. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to jump right into the topic of axe throwing today. I know it sounds pretty explanatory, throwing of an axe, it's in the title, but mind giving a definition of what it is exactly. You're not running around just throwing axe at random things, right? Right. So um, it is actually set up so that you, there are rules in place. There's a whole league that is dedicated to it. And the league that I'm playing in uh, at the moment uses one-handed axes that usually weigh about three to four pounds. Uh, you stand 14 feet away from your target, and you just throw an axe. You can throw it one-handed. You can throw it two-handed. Uh, the options are there. There are other leagues that will throw, like, large two-handed axes, you know, like the time you would actually chop wood with. And, yeah, like, I've, I've heard of them. I haven't played in any of those leagues. I know they exist. Well, you know, you got some time and eventually maybe you'll even throw Thor's axe. Thor doesn't have an axe, Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. In the, I say this in the end game, he gets that one where Groot makes an axe, kind of like a half hammer. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, I guess that counts. I guess that counts. Okay. I, I'd have better luck fighting him for that than Captain America from Mjolnir, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only reason why I remember that, because he threw it at Thanos and I'm like, oh, that's, that's an axe. <laughs> <laughs> that's an axe throw yeah he'd be pretty good at the game anyways it's enough about avenger it's all about you how did you actually get introduced to axe throwing so you know how i got introduced to axe throwing is basically how i got in introduced to rock climbing a a new axe house opened up very near my home uh it's called texas axe throwing and for anyone in the greater houston area i highly recommend checking it out they're super cool and i mean they opened up close by and I saw an advertisement one day over social media that said they were giving free 15 minute coaching sessions for International Axe Throwing Day on June 13th. And, you know, my friends and I, we'd all wanted to check it out anyway. And, you know, free 15 minutes is free 15 minutes. So we were like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go check it out. And I mean, it just sounded it, it was as fun as I thought it would be and more because prior to that, I had like tried 
tried throwing the gigantic axes they have out at the Renaissance Fair in my area, but you know, like they don't actually expect you to be able to stick anything with that. They're just giving you big axes to spend money on, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But going out to an actual axe house to throw axes was just so fun. It was just absolutely mind-bogglingly great, and it quickly turned into one of the better hobbies that my wife and I and our friends as well started getting into. So I have to ask you, did you get a bullseye the first time you went? Uh, Yeah, I got a couple bullseyes the first time I went. I didn't get one the first throw I did, but getting a bullseye isn't terribly difficult, I don't think. <laughs> so you say it's not that hard to get it, but how many, let's say, in a row have you gotten? What's your record? Uh, My record on bullseyes is actually yesterday, my wife and I went to go practice because, as I said, we're in a league for the summer at the moment. And right now I have second place. I got, you know, got to stay in there. I got three in a row when I was practicing yesterday. And that's my record at the moment. Uh, the most I've ever gotten in one game was I got four bullseyes in a game. So, yeah, I mean, like, it, I'm getting there. Like, my, I'm dialing my precision back in. Being Having the world shut down for as long as it did really, really killed my uh, training, obviously. And I would imagine, I, I'm trying to compare it to bowling. I don't know why, but I feel like there's more to it. How many, let's say, throws do you get per round and how many rounds are there for one game typically? Sure. So uh, the way the leagues work is you actually go in and you'll have four matches each week. And I mean, all your points that you make in those games will all be cumulative throughout the entirety of that league session. Right. So you'll go up for one match. Each match has 10 throws. So you and someone else, y'all will be throwing against each other. Y'all will throw five times uh, at the targets. Y'all both have separate targets uh, next to each other. Um, on the fifth and tenth throws, you're able to aim at these two little blue dots that are in the upper hand areas of the one area. Those are the kill shots. Those are worth eight points. Besides the eight point areas that open up on the fifth and tenth, throws you have the one two three four and the bullseye being six so after your fifth throw y'all swap lanes just because you know wood has varying densities and there's no way they can absolutely standardize it so that's kind of the what you do to kind of equalize it out and just in case like this wood that they're using on this side is way softer and easier to stick than the wood on the right side you know and yeah you play for points it's Easy to add up. He with the most points wins the match. And he with the most points at the end of the league wins. And then you play that song, We Are the Champion. <laughs> Absolutely. Always with the We Are the Champions. I have an odd thing that just came up in my mind. I know like having it in your house might be extremely dangerous. Like it's not the safest thing to have indoors. But hear me out. Would you be interested if it does exist, let's say a magnetic version so you can practice at home? So. I, I don't know about a magnetic version, Alex. I'm not I'm not totally uh, sure on the logistics of that one, <laughs> but it really is not difficult to set this up to do if you have a backyard. It really isn't. The measurements for all the targets, the straight how to of building a target are all freely given online on the World Axe Throwing League's website. So they'll have the measurements. They'll tell you what kind of wood you need. They do everything but build it for you and show you the links on wood. Those you have to go get yourself. But, uh, I mean, I've priced it out. It's on my to-do list to do. But once our uh, financial situation kind of stabilizes a little bit better, 
I have every intention of building a target in my backyard. It's a lot better to do outdoors or in a safe space where it's actually made for it. <laughs> Much, yes. Because, I mean, uh, you'll see videos online of, you know, sometimes the axe goes crazy. It, 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 it happens. Like, we got to be real. It happens sometimes. As long as you're being safe and, you know, no one's standing downrange, you're okay. Yeah. And this might be an odd question, but I feel like if it was me and if it was a safe area, I'd try to see how far I could throw it and get it on target. Have you ever done that? Uh, so I've started to mess around with that a little bit, but you'll actually see videos all the time. Like even at the Texas Axe Throwing Axe House that I go to, they have a video on their website somewhere. I'd have to go find it of one of their axe masters uh, throwing from across the side of the building, just yeeting it at a target probably measly 30 40 feet away hitting a bullseye massively impressive i really want to do it but you know it's hard to take up that much space just for me to throw an axe <laughs> i feel like you have to clear the room stand back everyone stand <laughs> back i need all the room <laughs> range is hot move it <laughs> <laughs> actually speaking about the axes themselves do you have like do you use the axes that they provide at the place or do you like to have your own customized axes so I act, my wife and I actually just bought our own personal axes because they stock plenty of axes in, in the axe house just for anyone to throw with. They have several of differing sizes, differing styles on every lane just for people to try out. Uh, but it's easier, when, especially when you're doing a league where you're going to be throwing a lot competitively, if you're very accustomed to like one weights, one axe's weight, you know, how it's distributed, you know, just like having the feel for it. It's like having your own bat when you go play baseball, you know, like you can use other people's bats, but like just being dialed into your bat is really helpful. And it's the same thing for us. Like we just bought some S-Wing axes and uh, we've been thrown with those and, you know, we're really dialing it in pretty solid. Now they're, they come as just, you know, bare, bare steel that's, tanged all the way through the handle. That's no biggie. But uh, because of how they're built up, we're actually looking at doing some etching on them. You know, maybe put like a couple like Nordic symbols, you know, you can't beat my axe and stuff like that. You know, just still whatever you want to do to personalize it, really. But let's say if possible, would you install a little whistle inside, which you would get attuned <laughs> to. But I mean, like, I know it would throw off the actual dynamics of it. But like once you get used to it, but when you throw it, it goes. It's kind of like it's. I don't know. I feel like that'd be kind of cool, but also annoying. Would you ever be interested in that? Oh, that sounds like a wonderful idea, Alex. <laughs> I will be the bane of every axe match ever. I love it. And I owe it all to you. <laughs> you know what? If uh, if you ever come nearby, like here and you do that and you hear, I hear it's like, oh, Joseph's around. I know that axe. There I is. know that sound. <laughs> you're going to see him on TV one day and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I gave him that idea. <laughs> and every axe has a different sound. or so like, this is the big papa. This is the big mama. This is like, so like a whole family. <laughs> oh, I'm just coming up with a lot of stupid ideas. <laughs> oh, nah, they're not stupid. They're wonderful. Hey, if it sounds stupid, but it works, guess what? It ain't stupid. Is that a pun? Because it's a whistle. If it sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, for you, what would you say is the best part about axe throwing on a personal and an emotional level? So there's just like this real primal feeling you get just throwing like this heavy axe through the air and then just seeing that solid thunk into the wood. All right. I mean, just it's real primal. Like you feel it down deep in you. 
And then it only gets better like when the range is cold and y'all walk up to retrieve your axe. You have to like dig that sucker out of there sometimes. You just feel powerful, you know? And I mean, also on an emotional level, axe throwing is based in a point value system. So it's super easy to be competitive with it. So it really, really states that highly competitive side of my personality. Like, obviously, I can't I can't compete at a high level in rock climbing, as we talked about in the previous podcast. But I can absolutely compete at axe throwing. It's easy to keep track of. And I mean, I feel pretty I feel pretty good at it, you know? So I have to ask the question, who is more competitive, you or your wife or even let's say your son? (laughs) Me. (laughs) I am very hyper competitive. Uh, and not to disparage my wife at all. Like she's super competitive too, but I definitely take the cake. <laughs> she's going to listen to this episode. She'll be like, okay, I see how it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly, she's probably hearing me in the other room. Like, oh, oh, is that, is that so? Is that okay. so? Mm-hmm. After, right. after this episode's done, she's waiting outside the door. Is like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you're talking about how you, sometimes you throw it right in and just like when you pull it out, it just feels so good. It's like much, a lot of power. Has it ever happened that you threw it so hard that you were not able to get it out? You needed somebody else's help as well? Uh, so I've never had anyone, I've never needed anyone else's help, but I have had to like full on put my foot on the wall, jiggling it back and forth with both hands to finally rip it out of the wood. And I mean, that that one really made me feel good. It was in like a three, it was only like a three pointer shot, but it was so dug into the wood that it dug through the target board into the back wall. So, I mean, what's not to love there? And I feel like, uh, you know how in tennis, sometimes they grunt when they hit. Do you grunt or say something like, ah, justice or ah, cheddar cheese <laughs> or I don't know, anything like that. Like, you do you have a catchphrase when you throw your axe? Uh, no, I'm I'm usually pretty quiet. Like when I've been throwing for a while, like especially when I'm practicing and I'm, you know, I'm just throwing over and over and over and over and over again for over an hour. Like by the end, like I'll probably have like some grunting just because my arm's getting tired. But more more likely than not, I'm usually pretty quiet. I'm usually just trying to stay dialed into the competition, you know? I'd probably be the idiot going, physics! <laughs> just throw. It's like, yes, Alex, be, we know it's physics. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, like, I don't want to be rude. Like, I don't want to, like, I want to beat the person that's throwing next to me. I mean, make no mistake. I, I want to beat them. But I want to beat them because I'm better than them. I don't want to beat them because I threw off their groove because I, you know yelled something and they were like huh thing oh no no yeah you wouldn't yell when they're throwing i mean like yell when you're throwing like you can probably you know i don't know give them a compliment while you're throwing you look lovely today like what (laughs) what (laughs) well well so unfortunately when you're doing a match uh the way they work it is they actually open each throw they'll open it with like a one open and after they declare it open you only have 10 seconds to throw it at the board to make a score so you more like there's a little bit of stagger, but not much. You're uh, y'all are effectively thrown at the same time. Now, ribbing them after they've thrown is wonderful. But as long as you know them. But during like I like I would be a little unhappy if someone was throwing my throw off or throwing off my groove that way. You know, give them the emperor's new groove treatment. Throw them out the window. I could just imagine your wife playing against you. He's like, you throw like our son. I'm like, what? <laughs> He's seven. Oh no, whenever we throw together, I'm like, man, all y'all about to watch me beat my wife. <laughs> Not in that context, but yeah, in the game the of the joke axe never gets old. 
<laughs> and she's like, check this out. He thinks he's going to beat me. I'm going to beat him. <laughs> and your son comes yeah, out. I'm like, beaten by my wife, guys. And then your son's like, no, I'm going to beat both of them. It's like, you're, you're seven. <laughs> he's like, check this out. He's got both axes in both hands. <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, do you prefer to throw with one hand or two hands? So I, uh, I definitely prefer throwing one-handed over my left shoulder. Just I'm left-handed also. And uh, from everything I understand, it's actually pretty common that most uh, men that go throwing, they almost all default to throwing one-handed, whereas almost all the women I've seen throw, they all throw two-handed. I mean, I can throw both, but just coming over the one shoulder, I feel like I have more control because when I throw with two hands, I feel like I need to have like a much, much, much heavier axe. You know, otherwise I end up just throwing it all over the place. It feels just because it's so light for to throw with two hands. And a lot of these places, when you do go, there's some in my city, they have like drinking and axe throwing, which I did not think was a great combination, but it does exist. Do you enjoy drinking while axe throwing? If you do drink, I'm not playing you do or do not. But do you feel like if you do do it, you're like, yeah, this throws off my game completely. So, I mean, I, I do drink like there's nothing wrong with that. They actually the ex house I go to, they uh, they actually stock my favorite lager I've ever had, which turns out to be local. And it was a blueberry lager. I tried it the first time and said, I'm never getting anything else here. <laughs> uh, and I mean, it's just like any other sport. It's like playing poker at a at a casino, you know, like drinking a little bit is fine. But as soon as you cross the line, you're pretty screwed. You know what I mean? So. When we just go practice, I'll usually I won't go past like two beers. Uh, And when we compete, I won't have I'll have one beer, but I won't have it until after my first two matches. So by the time, like if I happen to be like really dehydrated and I don't realize it and that one's going to you know put me down a little bit. Then, you know, by by the time it actually hits me, I'm already done throwing, so it can't throw me off. Yeah, you want to try to, like, keep a clear mind, I would imagine, when you're in a competition, especially. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I as mu- as good as the logger is, I, uh, I would much, much rather win. And do you ever try to challenge yourself by adding extra layers of difficulties? Not necessarily in a competition, but let's say you try, this is not recommended, but I mean, like with your eyes closed or with the opposite hand or... So, yeah, there are a couple things you can do like that. Uh, So when I practice, I'll actually try to alternate between a bullseye kill shot, bullseye kill shot, alternating back and forth, just... Pra- just for practice, just to get used to the feel. Uh, I'm throwing my non-dominant hand, which feels really stupid. I won't lie. Like I feel like I look really, really dumb when I do it because I'm left-handed and you have to re- mirror everything to do it, and it just it's weird. Uh, I've attempted different throws because you can actually hold the axe different ways and still throw it one-handed. So you can throw the axe upside down, so the axe head is actually beneath you, and you fling it basically up and it'll stick in upside down uh you can hold it by the actual head of the axe and throw it so instead of holding it by the shaft at the end and you know let momentum do its normal rotation you end up throwing the axe head itself and uh yeah that one's weird i didn't like that one it felt weird it looked weird i wasn't about it and you know i I really want to practice throwing uh two two axes at the same time some more. I've played around with it a little bit, but whenever I'm throwing both, I just can't ever seem to get my right hand to stick. Actually, speaking of which, has it ever happened to you? You know how like, when you play or you do archery, 
Sometimes, very rarely, you will split an arrow. I'm not saying you split an axe, but has it ever happened that if you had already an axe inside the wood, you threw another axe and it hit the exact same spot as that axe? Uh, so I haven't done it at the axe house, but uh, I was actually at the Renaissance Fair after I learned how to throw at the axe house. And the way they worked is they had these three gigantic double-headed axes that you would throw. And, I mean, I threw the first one, thunk right in the center. Threw the second one, thunk basically in the center. Threw the third one, I actually bounced off those first two and just made a huge clatter conundrum all over the ground. And did you win the big prize? <laughs> uh, yes, the big prize being a little card that says you get one free kiss from someone. Oh, I don't think your wife would be too happy about that. Oh, no, she fought me for it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. It's, it's an agreement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you're talking about all these different types of games. Are there any other kinds of games you could play while axe throwing? Oh, absolutely. There are tons of fun games. Uh, the first time I went out there, we uh, we actually had a coach stay with us. We paid to have a guided, quote unquote, experience. And they stuck around. You know, they helped us learn how to throw just in initially. Taught you how to throw, gave you pointers on like what sort of distance you need to have because you there's a line denoting the 14 feet that you have to be uh behind the target that's the minimum but like i stand probably 16 almost 17 feet back from it just because that's where my natural rotation has it hit in with that good 45 degrees that you want so that the axle bite all the way in because otherwise if i'm right up on the line i always seem to always under rotate you know what I mean? So I'm always hitting handle first instead of head first. And so it doesn't take long to teach people how to throw an axe. Like easily, that's like a 10 minute conversation. And then after that, you just start teaching people games. So like I've, uh, you can play tic-tac-toe. That's super cool. So, you know, you assign different number values to each uh, square in it. And if you hit it, you get to put your thing there. If both of you hit it and like, say, there are fours in the corners, and both of you hit a four. Then you have an axe off to see who gets it. He with the highest score gets the pick where they go. Uh, you can play 21, which is a lot of fun. You got to score up to 21 points. Exactly. If you go over, you bust, and you start back at zero. That one's a lot of fun to play, especially on teams. And uh, we play a version called Texas. So kind of like horse. If I hit a four, you must hit a four. If uh, you hit a two, I must hit a two. Uh, there's other versions that are a little kinder where like if you hit a two, I must hit a two or higher. But I prefer to play that you have to hit the same band. So, you know, you hit one. I must hit one. If I hit a two, guess what? I didn't follow along with you. I get a letter. Yeah, I know during the last episode we had or I had with you, we were talking about Twister and rock climbing. And now I'm just thinking, well, this could work for axe throwing as well. So you have like two teams. Your one teammate is throwing the axe and the other one. So you're trying to throw an axe to try to get the opponent. So like, okay, I want the opponent to put their right hand on red. So you throw the axe and if it has, <laughs> it has to land on there and then the opponent has to put their hand not on the board where you're throwing the axe. I mean, like on an actual twister map. Alex, I got to <laughs> tell you, don't ever think you have stupid ideas because you are a goddamn genius. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is that's a recipe for fun and disaster at the same time. Oh yeah, there's nothing about that that I dislike, especially after you get to drinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it makes the twister a lot more difficult and the axe throwing a lot more difficult. But the times enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> but the times were enjoyable. <laughs> and for you, what would you say is your strongest quality? Would you say strength, precision, technique? Uh, so I definitely feel like my precision is definitely my strongest 
uh, thing right now because growing up, like one of my first jobs, I worked for a gun holster manufacturer and ended up shooting a lot because of it. I was with a lot of really high caliber uh, shooters. And uh, I think a lot of that kind of traveled over when I started uh, axe throwing because, you know, I'm able to like really follow the same body position over and over again to try to get that same area. And like so far, I'm able to really consistently get into the one foot wide area that constitutes the four point area. So I very, very often average about 43 to 45 points a game. That's awesome. I'll probably average negative one, like the axe balances back. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So before this interview started, I sent a little clip of a gif of uh, a guy throwing an axe and it just hit the board the wrong way and it bounced back. Now, I had to ask Joseph, has that ever happened to him? So, yeah, that video, um, I've seen that video before. I'm still pretty certain that that had to have been like a super like rubber handle, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen an axe do that. Like and I've seen some like I've seen some like come back towards me where they like skittered across the ground and stuff like that. But the biggest thing that he does that I have issue with is we are out axe throwing. We are not out axe catching. Yeah, yeah he caught it. That was <laughs> so, a scary yeah, thing. The axe certainly has right of way, and uh, I would have just noped the hell out of there personally. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> catching scissors falling. You don't want to do that, or you, I don't know, or like trying to catch a handgun or something. Yeah. Like it's just it's a bad decision. Just let it fall. I, I don't know <laughs> if this has ever happened to you, but let's say you drop, let's say a knife or something like that, and then you know how you drop, let's say a ball or anything like that. You can't, your instinct is just to like stick out your foot to try to reduce the impact. Don't do that for an axe. Don't do that for a knife. Um, one time, like a knife was falling. I'm like, oh no, oh no, 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 don't do that. Like I stick out my foot and then brought it back. I'm like, nope. No. So yeah, my first job was in manufacturing. I worked with a lot of power tools. I worked with a lot of handguns. Uh, if something falls out of my hand, it's going to the it's going to the dirt. I'm just nothing in is going in its way at all. I, I leap back, even if it's just a screwdriver. It looks really dumb sometimes until, you know, it's not really dumb. <laughs> yeah, because you never know which way it's going to bounce, if it is going to bounce. Mm-hmm, exactly. And just, I, I, I like all my toes where they are, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like them wiggling. <laughs> yeah, I like them wiggly. And for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started axe throwing? So my biggest challenge when I started was just, you know, learning the technique, like learning how to, like, really get it on target. Uh, finding, you know, finding my position back and like really knowing where my rotation needed to be. Because like I said, at minimum, you're 14 feet away, but that doesn't mean that's where you have to stand. You know what I mean? So just kind of finding exactly like how far back I needed to be to consistently get hits on board. And what is your current challenge these days? So my current challenge right now is really like self-imposed. Because my axe house has a 50s club and a 60s club. And what those are is the 50s club is for if you get 50 points or more in a game. So in those 10 throws. Now, the board only has one, two, three, four, six and two chances to get eight. Right. Which means you have to get at minimum five bullseyes and the rest of the time get fours to get into the 50s club. Right. Uh, so far, uh, the best I've thrown is a 47. So I'm very close. I can feel it. I can taste it. It's right there. I know I'm going to get it. More than that, though, because tons of people have hit the 50 club, I want to get into the 60 club something terribly. I want to try to do that before the end of the year. 
And obviously, as you just heard, if you don't go for a kill shot, you have to hit perfect bullseyes 10 times in a row to get to the 60s club. And I, I actually just found out yesterday that they have a pot going. If you pay in $10 and then do a match and you get 60s club, you win the pot. The pot's up to like $400 already. And I'm like, that'd be nice. That's awesome. Does it pay for a membership? They don't really have memberships per se. Like they have their league that you can sign up for. But past that, like you pay effectively per hour that you want to schedule with them. And I want to say that's you. I don't want I, I don't want to misrepresent this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because I, I, I spend a lot on drinks when I go. I want to say an hour per person is right around 15, 20 bucks. You know what? I still want to do it. I've never tried it. I really want to try it. Oh, my God, Alex, I want you to do it. <laughs> it is it is a blast. You'll have a blast. Your wife will have a blast. I'll videotape it and send you the video and you'll be like, oh, actually, Alex, don't don't ever do that again. No, <laughs> I would never say that. I want to watch you do it. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, you, you do good, buddy. Oh, oh yay. Yay. Ooh. oh, what a good <laughs> job. But yeah, tap on the shoulder kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> And for you, has axe throwing ever stressed you out? Let's say you just like after many hours of doing it, you just your arm getting tired or it's just things are not going your way. And if so, what did you what do you usually do to de-stress? So, I mean, like that that's true for everyone. Everyone's had uh, a pretty solid moment, myself included, where you go in and just everything starts going wrong. Okay, you know, your axe is bouncing right off the board. You're watching it stick in and then seemingly fall right back out like you're really pissed off a gremlin or something. Your spacing's all wrong and you're hitting handle first. You're hitting the top of the head and it's not sticking. Your precision is just just totally out the window. And even though you're used to getting like 40 plus scores, you're barely getting a 20. You know, it's just it's really disheartening. It's super stressful. Uh, recently, you know, the first match my wife did for the league or the first week of league we did, like she, she came out like basically on top. She was the third, uh, for the day and I was fifth. Like, so she beat me. And the second week we did the league, her first match, just, I don't know what was going on, but it was just all messed up. She got a 13. Like she was super disheartened over that, you know, like it, it really, you could see it affect the rest of her matches how pissed off she was about how bad she did because it had no precedent you know she did she's perfectly capable of doing super well so i mean yeah i mean it's that's super stressful and like i don't really have a good answer on how i work through that past uh i go get a beer and it's time to try to de-stress and try to like you gotta let the last inning go you know what i mean you gotta let the last play go type of mentality and would you say that you are superstitious to a certain degree? Let's say you have to tap your feet three times and then throw it or take a sip of beer, then throw it or blink, turn, turn around, do a backflip, <laughs> anything to like improve your throw. I really don't want to call it superstition, but yes, I am super big into, especially if I'm in a match, I'm going to do the exact same body movements every single time to try to get the exact same results. I look like Hal from Malcolm in the Middle East trying to bowl a perfect game, like unzipping my pants, zipping them back up, telling people they can't leave, yelling die off to the side, <laughs> whatever I have to do to follow that exact same uh, process. You know what I mean? I'd be like, yes, in order for me to get a perfect game, people have to give me $20 every shot. It's, it's <laughs> part of the perfect game. Yep. It's part of my routine. 
I'm gonna get this back, right? Yeah, he told yeah, you that. yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, it's going to the Alex Fun Foundation, where we're funding <laughs> Alex's foundation. <laughs> and for you, or not just for you, but what are some misconceptions about people who might be doing some axe throwing? I mean, probably one of the like really big ones is it's just way easier than it looks. Like, I've, I know you've probably seen it, but like on TV, like you'll see people like throwing axes into trees and, you know, it's always it always looks super impressive. Or you'll see video of like Jason Momoa. He loves to go axe throwing and you'll just be like, oh, man, like I got to be like big and super burly like Jason Momoa to do it. Like, you really don't have to. It is much, much easier to pick up than it looks at first glance. And you just got to figure out what style works best for you. That's the idea. Yeah, you just, you know, try two hand, try one hand, try a heavier axe, try a smaller axe, like, and you'll, fi you'll find where you sit in. Like, I had a buddy that I took that, uh, I mean, bless his heart, he was having an awful time of it. He, he probably was there for 35 solid minutes still trying to get his first stick. And they gave him a, uh, a different axe than we had been using, and boom, first shot, he got it. Yeah, just so sometimes it can just come down to like the weight just isn't jiving with you for whatever reason. And probably the second misconception that I promised my friends that own Texas Axe that I would bring up is it like, yes, they have beer on site. They have a bar. You're drinking while you're doing this and all that. But it that doesn't make it inherently unsafe. It is a very it is a safe sport like that. That video you show like I said, like I'm I'm really positive is scripted. I'm like really positive of it. I remember reading comments talking about that. Now, can I prove that one way or the other? Absolutely not. I don't know those people from Adam. But in my experience, I've never had a moment where I've been concerned for my safety, concerned for my wife's safety, concerned for my son's safety because he comes with us out there. Uh, because it almost treats almost kind of like a firing range in the sense that they have a line. And that if that line is hot, nobody crosses that line. And once that line is cold, you can cross that line. And there's only two people to a lane anyway. There's lots of barriers of only people that are throwing or past this one. All drinks and everyone else are behind this one. Uh, there's large uh, fencing in between each lane. So even if my if I walked into the lane and I threw my axe straight to the side trying to throw it down the lanes. I wouldn't even get out of my lane because there's a big fence in the way. So it, it's very safe. Like they are very safety conscious out there. Like I don't want it to sound like it's just totally the yeehaw wild west. Of, yeah, throw my axe, drink my beer. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not like that. It's not like that at all. And I also imagine the people who run the place also give like some pretty informative information or informative information. They give a rundown of like do's and don'ts and actually like how to be safe and understand the rules of Every the area. Every single time, every single time I am in there probably almost twice a week now at minimum. They they know my truck in the parking lot now. All right. Like uh, we know each other. I still get this lecture every time we go down, which is fine. It's what they got to do. It keeps them safe. And what if I happen to forget something? I can't forget it if you remind me every time I go in. Yeah, it's kind of like going on a plane. They do the safety, even though for people who have been on planes many, many times, you still need to know how to do the safety. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. And what has axe throwing taught you in life? It's definitely taught me that you need to try new things, you know, because, I mean, you do the things that you're good at and, you know, 
a lot of people don't want to go try that new thing because like it might look difficult or you don't think you'll be good at it. But like if you just go try it, you you don't know. Maybe you'll turn out to be actually pretty good at it because I like to think I'm decently good at axe throwing. I'm t- I'm currently second in our league on Sundays, and that makes me feel really good. And if I hadn't gone out to go try it with my friends, I probably would just keep watching videos of Jason Momoa throwing and being like, man, that sounds like it'd be pretty cool to try one day. And eh, maybe not. You know what? I would imagine a virtual version of this would not be the same thing. <laughs> also, if no. you did a virtual version, do not let go of the handle. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see that now. Uh, we're going to have Wii remotes through TVs yeah. all over again. <laughs> Could you imagine if Axe Throwing came out at the time like the Wii came out, like the popularity of it, then a lot of people would just throw, they would actually throw their Wii remotes more into the TV. Oh, you want to talk about some serious calls that you need to pay attention that your wristband is on? <laughs> you saw yeah. those big ones, the bowling and stuff. Wait till it's axe throwing. <laughs> yep, where it's actually thrown vertically and stuff like that. Yep, yep. Super dangerous <laughs> for the TV, for whoever's around you. And yeah, anyways, axe throwing is actually <laughs> safer than the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? I mean, just try it. There, that That's really it. Just, just try it. There's a bit of a learning curve, like at the very beginning. But like I said, in 10 minutes, you will know how to throw an axe. I mean, if there's not a local place around you even, because you said that there were a couple places around you. And I mean, it's really picking up. You're seeing a lot of axe houses opening up in the area right now. It's really coming into its own at the moment. And even if, you know, you happen to not have that, like I said, on the World Axe Throwing League's website, there are full instructions on how to build your own targets at home. Like in my own area, I price it out. It'll cost me about $100 to build an entire stand with a couple rounds of target wood, 100 bucks. I mean, that's that's not bad. And a lot of people like to, like I have an axe that I spent a little bit more on just because I wanted to stick with what I'd been practicing with. But a lot of people, like, for their first axe, they'll go down to Ace Hardware, they'll buy one of their hatchets for, like, 10 bucks. Like, like there's not a big monetary paywall at the beginning like some sports have, because, like, that's a little bit of an issue, like we talked about in the rock climbing one, if you're doing anything other than, like, bouldering. But this one, like, there's not a lot there. Like, you, I recommend building a whole stand and all that, and, like, they give instructions on it, but, like, if all you have is a couple old logs of wood, like then use those because like uh i threw we threw a good friend of mine a impromptu bachelor party and it ended up coming back to my house just because i happened to be the only one with a yard and for it we decided oh we're gonna do like some axe throwing we're gonna do all that obviously we didn't know anything on how to do any of this at the time because we hadn't been to the axe house yet but we got a bunch of old wood we brought it all over to my house. We put it on this old table I don't care about. I ratcheted it all down to that. We just started flinging anything we could think of at it. Axes, knives. We we threw a two-handed axe at it, and it actually went all the way over and hit my fence. But, you know, that that's uh, that's no two ways about it. But, like, it's so easy to put together, you know? Like, a couple of yahoos put it together in a backyard on, like, a day's notice. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of like putting up a tent. Same, same kind yeah, of like, like idea. It's a one in one. You can figure it out. Yeah, I promise you can figure it out. Like it's it is not rocket surgery. I promise. <laughs> rocket surgery. I like that. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, and the weird thing I was thinking, about, I'm like, 
axe throwing is really like part of a new age of like cool new activities. Because I also tried out archery tag. I also try, I would mm-hmm. like to try out bubble soccer. Like, I feel like those three are like the, like the pioneers of like the new age of activities that didn't exist many years ago. Like, am I wrong to think that? Or are there any other sports you think goes along with like axe throwing in that kind of like ca- category? Well, like, I, th- I think you got a good point. Like, you've seen a lot more like archery tag and uh, like the only choices aren't football, baseball, basketball and soccer anymore is kind of the feel I've been getting. Because I remember being in high school thinking like, well, you know, like I'm not a big fan of football. I can't play basketball for shit. Um, I haven't been on a baseball team since I was a kid. So I suck compared to everyone else. And I mean, I'm just not good at soccer uh, flat out. So I ended up on a swim team. And I'd tell people I was on the swim team and people would look at me and say, we even have a pool at this school. (laughs) (laughs) So like now, like now it has like seemed to like widen out a lot more. I mean, like look at your podcast. Like you have people talking about working out, card collecting. I talked about rock climbing. Like it's just uh, there's BMX biking. Like it just feels like there's so much more exposure to besides the big like four or five sports that people think of you know what i mean yeah i even had a guy earlier on who is blind and plays board games because you know that is awesome yeah as long as you love your hobby and you love to do it nothing can stop you exactly that is absolutely correct i agree with that wholeheartedly and now for the last question do you have any questions for me about axe throwing alex this is this is really important and near and dear (laughs) to my heart now when are you going out to one of those ones that are near you? I, I've wanted to go for such a while, but it's always trying to find a group of people because it's more enjoyable to go with your friends, right? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. But even if you don't go with your friends, like, who knows? You might make friends while you're there that are into axe throwing already. I hate talking to strangers. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I do that all the Says time. Says the guy with the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all I do is talk to strangers. I love it. Of course. Yeah, I would definitely hang out with people. I've met random people at places like that, made friendships. Of course, that, that's definitely my groove. And uh, yeah, my dad's done it. And I'd go, you know, for a father and son experience. And then we'd be the little friendly experience. And my dad's like, oh, well, I let you in. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> now, now we play for keeps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close <laughs> your dusty dishes or something. <laughs> yeah, we don't live together, but we, you know, I'll come over and do your dishes. <laughs> I mean, exactly. You don't have to live with you. Come to my house and do my dishes. Come on now. <laughs> oh, so there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Another body again with another hobby. There you go. Just more and more hobbies for the one person. Thank you so much, Joseph, for coming on and just sharing more of your pastimes. Oh, absolutely, Alex. Thank you for having me again. Like, it's been so fun talking to you about this. If you guys are interested in being a guest on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast, you can leave a review, good or bad. I'll take it. It's reviews. It helps me grow. Also, if you want to show some more support, I have a Patreon where I've updated it and made it even more fancy. And now people can send in their voice clips to share their hobby with the world. There's a lot lot of things there. You can go check it out. I also have merchandise being sold on Redbubble. But once again, these are all optional. You do not need to do this to enjoy the podcast. But what you do need to do is go try out some axe throwing because what do you have to lose, right? (laughs) Exactly. So once again, thank you so much, Joseph. No, thank you been a pleasure. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.